Hello, everybody. It's Jake. And, and Mark. No. And Mark, there he is. And, uh, yeah. oh, man. Cold Ones, episode 21. My, I don't know what happened to my hair. It was perfect before we started, and now it's a, a disaster. Um, I guess not perfect, but it was it was put together. Episode 21. Wow. Uh, now our, hey, our show's old enough to buy beer now. I know. Hey, you know, to, ah. to, to celebrate, we should drink a beer together. No, that's, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We might get banned from Facebook, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> um, so today's episode is titled Special Special Guest Storm Rolls. Uh, I don't think he's showing up. <laughs> I'll, I'll retitle it when we upload it to the website, but uh, I don't think he's showing up. He might be sleeping or something. I don't know. But uh, he's not here, unfortunately. I guess I wore I, this shirt just for him. I wore this shirt just for him. I thought that's why you had that. <laughs> I might have spoiled the surprise. I don't know if it was supposed to be a surprise necessarily, but we didn't really ever mention it. So, yeah. I mean, he'll probably be here next week, but uh, he might show. Maybe. Maybe if he texts you randomly in the middle, we'll just throw him on. I don't probably. know. We'll see what happens. But uh, you might also hear I'm a little, a little congested today. I've, oh, man, I got I got sick this week, and mm. uh, I don't know what happened. It wasn't like anything crazy. It, it's not like COVID sick. I just uh, one day I, I just like super, I felt super drained and tired, and uh, and. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds like a COVID symptom. Yeah, I was super drained and tired, and uh, and my nose is runny. But I just I slept as much as I could, which yeah. is kind of hard with kids. But I tried sleeping and stuff. And then after that, I felt fine. Like I had a bad headache the first day, but um, that that went away after I went to sleep. And then after uh, it's just been mostly runny nose. And I have a little cough, but I think mm -hmm. I think it's almost gone yeah hopefully yeah. Yeah. it's been tough because it was it was a busy week but um i guess we'll get into that after uh after you tell me what you're drinking tonight well i got something i've never tried before um it is a bud light oh it's new, new beer thought i'd give it a sh give it a try you know i like blue you like blue does it taste blue i, like blue. I don't know i haven't tried it yet. Well, I got me one of these. <laughs> hey. All um, right. Let me... Let's test them out. Oh, tastes like victory. <laughs> wow, this is really good. I'm going to have more of these. <laughs> good thing you bought a whole pack of them. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't plan anything special today. Well, aside from our special guest, but uh, yeah. like I said, we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't know if we really have topics. I mean, I, ha I kind of threw a list together. Nothing, nothing too exciting. But uh, it's been a week. Why don't you tell me first uh, about your week? Anything, anything exciting? Anything fun? New, vibrant? No good <laughs> no I, I no i uh no not, nothing at all actually like usually i usually i can come up with something boring at least but um i i took the day off 
yesterday and did nothing at all. Sounds uh, like a good day. I played some guitar. I watched some Nightmare on Elm Street. and Nice. That's kind of about it. Which one? <laughs> uh, Dream Warriors. It's my go-to. It is. I know. <laughs> good choice, though. Um, pretty uneventful week. Uh, what about yourself? My week has been interesting. Uh, I mean, not like nothing crazy happened, but just... So, last week, I kind of hinted that I was supposed to play with a band that I'm not playing with, or, or I wasn't going to play with, but now I'm going to play it with again. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll, I guess it doesn't matter now. I'm just going to say who it is. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, oh, yeah. it's not anything exclusive anyway. It's not a big deal. But I just, I wasn't sure if, like, when when he asked me about it, I wasn't sure if, like, everyone in the band knew about it yet. Oh yeah. Not that I think any of them watch this, but just in case, I don't want to like say something and someone's like, "What the heck?" So, <laughs> anyway, so uh, our bass player Colton Siva, uh, he has his other his other band Jet Black Romance, and they're playing a show with us at Universal Bar and Grill next weekend on the twenty fourth. And is that the right date? I'm so proud yeah. of myself. Oh, oh my god, god, I'm so proud of myself. Next weekend on the 24th, we're playing uh, with Jet Black Romance. And uh, he asked me to play drums with them. I guess they're having some drummer issues. And uh, he asked me to, to fill in. So I was yeah. excited to say yeah. yes to fill in. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was excited to say yes. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be playing with them. So, hey, if you want the double dose of the animal next week... <laughs> That, uh, that's the best time to do it. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to that because, like, I get a kick out of watching you uh, play in other bands. Uh, well, I think I think it's cool. It's always cool to watch your own band members on stage when you're not on there with them. Because, like, yeah. like, even when we when we were in Texas and Tyler did the... Oh, yeah. When he went on with that other band and did a couple songs, like, we were going crazy as if we, we'd never oh, seen yeah. him before. It's, it's just cool because, like, we're so used to playing with each other. Like, obviously, we've seen each other play and stuff, but we're so used to playing with each other on stage. But it's just different. You're not really paying attention to what they're doing, and you're kind of like, and also you're from a different angle. Side of it. Yeah, and it's like there might be some stuff. Like, like I like you a lot as a guitar player, and you like me a lot as a drummer. But yeah. we can't like play a show with you just like staring at me, like watching. Like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Like you have to pay attention to what you're doing, but you also have to put a show on yourself. So yeah. it, it's kind of cool when when one of your band members is on stage and you're not, because you could just watch them and enjoy it. And it's yeah, it's a whatever. Thing. Yeah, you kind of become a fan of a person that you like actually like like they're playing. Yeah, which yeah. is which is nice too, because it lets you know that uh, you, you're you do enjoy what your bandmates are putting yeah. out there. Basically. It's not like yeah. you just like it. Cause it's our song. It's you actually like their playing and their style. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Cause it's a different comfort zone for, for that person too. Cause it's like, it's not the people you normally rely on. Yeah. And yeah. also, cause you've heard me play gunslinger 800 times. You've never heard, yeah. me, you never heard me play freaking, uh, take it all and poison yeah. and all that. Which that's like, 
just in general, I'm looking forward to seeing them play because, like, I have seen them play at the Whiskey before one time. Yeah. And it was really good. And, uh, but I mean, it's been so long. I don't remember a ton about it, but I'm looking forward to it because I, I do like the songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen them play except the, the live stream we watched. I've never, I've, I don't, never met any of them except Colton, obviously. So it, it's going to be similar to uh, the first time we played together. At, yeah. At the, oh, Viper, yeah. at the Viper Room, I only really talked to Tyler yeah. before that. And uh, or not the Viper Room. That wasn't the first time we played together, was it? Hmm? Oh, it was. You're right. Actually, I don't even know if I talked to Tyler at that point yet. I think it was that night I when I talked you. to him. But uh, it's going to be like that. I only talked to Colton. Yeah. I'm sure I'll, I'll see them before the show and say hi or whatever. But yeah. uh, aside from that, we've never played together. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a complete disaster. But anyway, so so the reason my week has been kind of crazy is is uh well, so last weekend we had we had a nice 4-hour rehearsal. Yeah. Which, which actually went really well. We solidified a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. We got our set list down solid for this weekend and a brand new song that we just wrote what was it? 2 weeks ago or last week. Yeah. Yeah. And just finished it. Uh, uh, yeah, two weeks ago, I think we started writing it. And then last weekend, we finished it. Yeah. And, and we're playing, we literally just wrote this song. We're playing a new <laughs> song for the show. Like, so, you know, bands say we're playing a new song, but usually have it for a few months. Like, we've had this song yeah. for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, like white leather, we, we know white leather, like back and forth. Yeah. You know, but no one else has really heard it. But we know that one. But, we don't even really know this new one. Yeah. yeah. So we, we got a so, uh, we got three new ones. Um, it's kind of weird thinking of white leather as a new one still for us because it's been we've had it for like six or seven months, yeah. but we've only played it live once. So I guess it's still a new yeah. one, and it's not yeah. and it's not an, an album yet. But uh, so yeah, we're playing three new ones, and uh, actually the the brand brand new one Colton's never played with it. Oh no, he he did the uh, he was there the first time I think right. Oh, I think he was there when we like kind of half. We like laid out the basics of it. No, he that was just no. That was at Sound Studios. Oh, you're right. Yeah, so Colton's so never played with us. We've only had two rehearsals with that song existing. Yeah, that'll all right. But it's cool. Yeah, I I dig it. It's one of my favorites right now of our newer yeah. ones. Yeah, me too. It's it's fun to play. It's got a it's got a cool hook to it. Yeah, I'm excited that, to play it. Hopefully, we don't screw it up. But the problem about, about I was gonna say the problem with like writing a second record. You know how they always say like you have forever to write your first one, but then you're on a time crunch for your second one. I I'm feeling that more now because uh, like so Colton emailed me or texted me. He's like, hey, can you send me? just isolated just the uh solo section chord progression and i was like yeah sure so i did it you know recorded it pretty good for him sent it and then he's like cool i got it and he learned it and everything was cool and then uh although the last practice we had it was it was fine he just changed the pacing on the drums and but it's the same chord progression well yesterday i was messing around and i i tried the same rhythms and same timing but with a different chord progression and it sounded even cooler and i was like okay i'm, I'm not gonna bring it up yet <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, because they were there was something else we talked about too. Um about changing I don't remember exactly what it was. Oh, I think it was on uh on the f- the opening song we we're gonna play. We we're, we're maybe gonna add a part in there. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, we're just like we don't wanna throw too much new stuff at Colton right before a show. So it's like we'll just we'll we'll play yeah. it we'll play what we have now, see how it goes and then next rehearsal yeah. with him we'll we'll figure that out. Which is honestly the best way for us to do that. Yeah. But also t- talking about the uh, the timing and the pressure for the new album is is uh, we have the first weekend booked of when we're going to record. Yeah. We don't have all the songs ready, but <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we have the time. yeah, well, we do have we have like five songs ready, I think. Yeah, and so we're going to mostly focus on those for the first weekend, and I think that should be fine. Like, cause I don't want to try to shove too much in it and like one time, cause I don't want it to sound rushed either. So hopefully that's fine. But, but what's cool is like, we have like counting all the songs up, we have somewhere around like, I think between 13 and 15 songs yeah. that we're kind of messing with. And so that's one thing that, that is cool is uh, about this album that we didn't do with the first album is the first one is like, we, we wrote 10 songs or 11 or however many's on there. And, all of those songs just went on the album, yeah. Which was fine. Like I think it worked out well, and I liked all the songs. And uh, yeah, <laughs> Susan says Susan rolls says Storm looks different. You know, you know what? I think I Storm. I think I, I think Storm is sleeping. So uh, you gotta you gotta wake him up. I know. I was I was like he's supposed was, to be here. Uh, we, we said if he shows up or if he if he because mark called him a few times we said if he texts mark anytime in the middle of this we'll <laughs> we'll pull him up but uh yeah we haven't heard from him yet but um yeah like if he messages us we'll get him on here um we'll we'll get on track with the uh with the title <laughs> the title of the episode except i didn't prepare any of the stuff i was supposed to though oh because I was, but anyway, so yeah, the, the first album we we had just wrote the songs and everything we wrote was went on the album. But like I said, yeah. I think that one kind of worked out because to me, everything kind of feels like it fits together, and I I like all the songs and like I'm happy with it. But mm-hmm. this one we have so much, I and I think it'll be cool to have, like. Because we can even record some, but not use them. Like, just to hear what they sound like and hear what fits together. And uh, it'll be cool to have the options instead of just throwing what we have on there. Yeah. So that's exciting. But, so anyway, so so my week, it started with with us finishing that song. That new one that we're going to play. And then, uh, so I asked Mark to, if he could record all the the new stuff and send it to me so I could just kind of work on it at home before the show. And then, um, that same, or like earlier that day or later, whatever it was, Colton messaged me and, and let me know, like, cause like I said, last week he said, never mind, the other drummer is going to play the show. But then later on, he's, he asked me again, he's like, actually, can you just do it? We're just going to have you do it. And I was like, all right. So, <laughs> excuse me so then i was like okay so i have these three new songs these three new duchess songs to work on but now i have to learn all these jet black romance <laughs> songs and i was ready i was like i'm gonna work on it every night this week but dude on monday like i said on monday i just got sick like i just had 
I just had a bad headache and I was super drowsy and like, I just, I don't know, but I still, I was like, I, I don't care. I'm just going to work on it. And I tried, I like sat down and I played for like maybe 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever, but I just, I couldn't retain anything and I was, I couldn't focus and, uh, I, I just I had to go to sleep, but it's been a little better every day, but it was, it's been kind of a struggle. Like I've been trying to play as much as I can all this week and, uh, it's been tough, but but last night, I I had a long solid session, and I think I, I oh, yeah? yeah I think I got a lot of a lot of the songs down. I think I got a lot of cool stuff. Um, I don't know how much Colton wants it to be just like the recordings because I think it's mostly like drum tracks, right? I think so. And because like most of the fills are are they kind of repeat, and like you could hear certain parts are kind of the same. So, like, I kind of started doing it like that because I asked him when he sent me the songs. I was like, "Do you want them just like the recordings, or, or like what?" And he, and then he said, "Just like the recordings." But I, I don't know if he meant like the the changes and stuff. Like, there's not going to be like a live type version, or if he actually wants me to play it just like the drums on the recording. Because, because like when when uh, we did one of his songs years ago when we did Jet Black Romance, the song, yeah. He pretty much said like it was a drum track, so you could kind of like change it up, which we changed oh, it up yeah. a little bit. But even so, I watched the uh, the live stream and like the that drummer was playing the songs kind of different too. Um, so I was like, I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't hate what I'm doing. I'm I'm not like <laughs> completely changing the songs, but you know, like it's not not like half timing sections. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same, but like there's different fills and maybe a few different patterns because there's like one of the songs is like the whole entire drum beat is just like do do ka do do ka like it doesn't oh, okay. change during like pre-chorus or verse or chorus or anything so it's like i'm changing some of that stuff a little bit mm. but i guess if at some point during the show he kind of turns and he's like what are you doing I'm like oh <laughs> but also i think because like like i think they're playing eight songs so I, it kind of it kind of helps me remember them too like instead of learning eight songs note for note just like kind of yeah knowing the parts and like improvising a little is kind of helps me retain it i guess knowing the stops and changes so and like, i guess i guess that's my real excuse <laughs> but we'll see I, I think it'll be fun i'm excited I was gonna ask, obviously you won't you don't want to like say songs or whatever but like um did they have like a set list built and send you that or are they like we'll pick from these songs or or yeah he um he sent me a set list I I asked him for the set list because I think that would help me remember like um just having the order kind of helps me remember like what song is what and like how oh, yeah. how each one starts and stuff because there's some of them that start like it starts right away there's some of them that start with just like a hit like a poof, and then it goes into it or there's yeah. one, there's one with like a little drum intro thing and uh, sometimes because I'm not too familiar with the songs. Mm -hmm. So some, like before you sent me the set list, it, it, I was having a hard time remembering which ones start which way. Yeah. So I, after he sent me the set list, then I know like this song goes into this and then that starts that way. Um, I will say I'm pretty happy with the set list. There is, there is one song I, I'm not a big fan of that I don't really care for. Sorry. Really? I'm not going to say which one. Maybe I'll say it. I'll tell you later. Yeah, tell me off there, There's one song I, I don't really care for, mostly because it's, oh. like, the verse of the chorus is kind of the same 
or the whole song is kind of like the same it's like oh. like the melody and the riff it, it doesn't change that much and, and uh it's it's just i mean it's okay it's like i don't hate it but it's just i feel like it's a weaker song and uh, there there is one song that is not on the set list that i really wish was that i oh, really? i would like to switch the tube but you know obviously i'm not going to say anything right now i'm like filling in is it, is it your favorite favorite uh no it's not the one you're thinking it's a different okay. a different song but uh aside from that though i, I do like the set list i think it'll be a, a good show and it's eight songs yeah hold up <laughs> I, I checked we're doing eight also okay i'm thinking oh, cool. yeah i was gonna say because i was gonna say if they're playing more than us we gotta throw machine gun charlie in there which i think they, i think maybe we still could i don't know how how tight it's gonna be on time but i was gonna say but then again we have like uh jam sections that's true i guess it's, it's more of a time thing we gotta look out for but yeah so that'll be so so tomorrow we're playing the redwood and that one's just leather duchess we're playing with uh i don't even know i don't know who we playing with i've got the poster right here we've got a poster all right so oh and we also got a san antonio set list now um so we've got leather duchess nice We've got pheromones. <laughs> pheromones, all right. And juvenile. <laughs> no. Okay, this backwards thing is not working. I think that was on purpose. <laughs> he keeps reaching for it. Okay, right there. <laughs> juvenile Rex. I'm like, I don't know which way is. Very nice. Uh, juvenile Rex and pheromones. So that's tomorrow night. What time does it start? I don't even know. Do we know like what time not we're Doing oh that's the first band Jesus, all right. Oh, five bucks at the door. Cheap. Oh, is that the one that has seven o'clock loading or which one's that? I didn't even I didn't even know about about the thing we got today. I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out know. later. Uh, cool. So I still, gotta look, I still gotta look for an amp because uh, mine's still in the amp box. Oh doctor. yeah. Uh, Paramount is going to be reaching out to the other band. Cool. Yeah, so, so that shows tomorrow night, I guess at 9 p.m. at the Redwood Bar and Grill in downtown Los Angeles. And then next weekend, the one we were talking about with uh, Jet Black Romance and Pretty Boy Floyd is at Universal Bar and Grill in North Hollywood. And that's uh, the 24th. I don't know what time we that one starts either. Maybe uh, as long as no one's... Uh against it you know like whatever anyone putting on the show or whatever maybe we can uh set up a tripod in the back of the room and uh live stream or something yeah um we'll have to find a spot you mean for redwood or for both or which one yeah. probably i mean if possible ubg we'll have to talk to her see if that one might be a little yeah. difficult because at least the last few shows I've seen that they put on there, it's been pretty crowded. And the way the stage, the way the stage is set up, there's not really anywhere to put a tripod, unless you put one like on the table or something. But put it like on the bar right next to someone's drink. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if if we could figure it out, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Might sound like crap though, because we won't have like oh, a, yeah. we won't have a a mixing board mix or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, 
That's why we forget parts. My nose is getting is getting stuffy. It's getting stuffy over here. Um. So anyway, so I was loading up for the gig tonight because uh, I don't. I'm not really gonna have time to do it tomorrow. I don't think. And also, you needed to know if you had to come by and pick up some stuff. Yeah. But so here's the thing. So I have. Um, I have. Huh. Like, oh, there's a thing. So, so I have like my full drum kit, right? So I have two, two kick drums, two, essentially four rack or four floor toms. I don't really have rack toms. I mean, I, I use floor toms as my rack toms. <laughs> so, and, uh, it's, and I have like four crash symbol. It's a pretty unnecessarily large kit. Yeah. And, um, uh, my car is a Honda fit, which is a, a moderately small size car. But the name does it justice, and you could fit a lot yeah. in there. And so Mark has two full stacks at my house. <laughs> That's four speaker cabinet. He was asking if I could bring one of them, and then uh, a couple other things. And so at first, I was like, I wasn't really sure. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to fit this. I think I in my head I was thinking I could, and I kind of kid tetris in my head how i'd make it work but i was like i'm not really sure um so i did it tonight before we started here and as i was doing it i remembered that i was worried for no reason because back in the day well not back in the day because i'm that long ago but before covid and a few years ago uh i get i forgot and i'm sure you forgot too we used to fit my full drum kit your your uh amp cab a bass cab two guitars and you in the passenger seat to a ship oh my god yeah that's right because because as i was doing it i was like oh my god i have so much extra room and i was like oh yeah <laughs> i <laughs> forgot we... yeah so i could i could fit i could fit uh uh two two kick drums four rack or four floor to... i don't know why i'm saying rack toms two kick drums four floor toms <laughs> all my cymbal stands crash cymbals everything kick pedals two cabs bass or guitar and then two maybe three guitars depending on how big they are and what cases they're in and a passenger <laughs> and a passenger <laughs> so uh i i would say i'm uh i'm doing a commercial for honda fit but they're they're discontinued oh that's crazy 2020 that's was the last model stuff. it is but i guess people weren't buying them as much because they have like the hatchback or the, uh, what is it? Not the hatchback. Well, it is a hatchback, but the, mid-size. the like, yeah, CRV or whatever it's called. They, yeah, yeah. It's, they have the midsize version. And then they also have, uh, they have one that's kind of like the fit. I don't know if they still have it, the same name or it's a different one, but it's called like the, I forgot what it's called, but it's basically the fit and it had, but it was hybrid. So it had like a battery in it, mm-hmm. which I almost got that one when I bought my fit. But the only reason I did it is because the, the battery was it was in the trunk but it was like lifted so the like the corner was like battery instead of being flat like mine is and that was the mm-hmm. only thing i was like i know if i get this that's going to be a pain every time and i'm always going to wish i had the extra room and um it would have been cool to have a, a hybrid and use less gas but i just knew because i was mostly getting the car for a gig car basically just to carry my drums and stuff mm-hmm. so uh I didn't end up getting that one, but I, I'm happy with my fit and I love it. And I'm going to be sad the day it dies. Cause it, it has carried me through a lot. 
and it never no. lets me down. I've had it. I got it brand new in 2015. So I've oh, had yeah. I've had it for six years, and I haven't wow. to this day. Hopefully, I'm not jinxing it. Knock on wood. To this day, I haven't once had any type, any, any problem aside from just regular oh, regular geez. checkups and whatever. Yeah, I haven't had to take it for service or anything. Nothing. Wow. Nothing fell apart on me. Nothing ruined. And wow. we we abused the crap out of that car. Oh yeah. Like, Dude, the amount of like Vegas trips and mm-hmm. this and that, and, like just loading that that suspension has to be just crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should probably soon get like a a major overhaul on that car. I should just like replace everything, get like new brakes, get You're, new shocks, new. Yeah, you like replace the whole suspension system on it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should. I just need a new car, basically. I mean, I I love it. I just if it has a malfunction on me at this point i wouldn't be upset because it's been so long but like the amount of abuse it gets not really yeah not even just like i mean there's the band stuff which like i said i got it specifically for a band vehicle so there's a lot of like any scratches and dents it gets on the outside i don't really care much to fix and there's like even on the inside like on the roof there's like a bunch of scratches and (laughs) surprisingly no rips yet Wow. Even though we're always like rubbing stuff on top and like shoving yeah. it in, there's no rips in the in the roof somehow. But um, uh, yeah, just all the band trips, uh, like you said, the Vegas trips. There was a while when when Cat was taking it to work every day. She had like a two hour commute or three hour, whatever it was. And I mean, even now she still drives like an hour each way, and mm-hmm. it's got over a hundred thousand miles on it. But that thing is a mm-hmm. uh, that thing's it's a champion. It's a warrior. I think Honda messed up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, I think it's getting close for me. My car isn't. My car isn't really holding on. Is is uh, it doesn't seem as tough as your car. Yeah. What do you have? The, the Nissan Versa. Yeah. Yeah, I had that for a little bit. I didn't really care much for it. Yeah, it's. It it feels light. Just, yeah. It just feels. It doesn't feel super. I mean, it's fine. It's been perfectly fine. I've never had any like issues with anything. You also, you, you also could fit one cab in your car stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe I'll bring a guitar. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. If, uh, you have to like put it on the roof and like hold on to it while you're driving. Oh, but this is a ton of space compared to what I'm used to because my first car was like a Camaro. My second car was a Mustang. Yeah. And then. And then I end up with this car that looks like Big Hero 6, and I'm just like... (laughs) Oh, yeah, because the back is like the bubble. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's funny. And you got it in white, too. That's funny. (laughs) It's white. Yeah, we we had that car for a short period because... So before we got the, the Versa, we had... We were a Honda family. We had the Honda Civic first which is basically Honda's version of the Versa. And then uh, my first car was a Mustang. I had a... Didn't y'all both have a Mustang? Oh, yeah. Kat Kat went through, like, three cars before I got my first car. (laughs) When I first met her, I don't remember what it was, but she had, like, this, this, like, teal little, like, Toyota something. Really? I don't know what it was. And and that car got totaled. And then she got a silver... 
<laughs> yeah, I know. She <laughs> she got a silver Mustang after that. And That's then, right. And then I got a a black. No, I got a, a black Mustang 2000 Mustang GT, but it was like all tricked out, which it was cool. But it, it, <laughs> I'm not the type of like that type of car person. You're not the tricked out car. <laughs> I'm not, especially the way I treat my cars and the amount of damage my cars get and stuff. But it was like it was lowered. It had like like custom rims on it. It, it had uh, some muffler work done, so it was like extra loud. That's right. I, I remember that. It had it was a convertible though. That was cool. Uh, I did like the car though, but it, it was a freaking gas guzzler. I was driving too far for work, and, and that's one of those generations of Mustangs where you actually feel every pebble in the road. Oh yeah, and especially because it was lowered, uh-huh. so I feel everything and like. <laughs> It was, it was so annoying because Mustang's already kind of low as it is, yeah, but yeah. it was lowered to like, oh my god, like trying to go up a, a, a driveway. I had to like come to a complete stop and like slowly go. I mean, I had to like go at it diagonal and like almost come to a complete stop and just like go like super slow. Otherwise, I'd scrape the bottom, which I've, <laughs> I've done a few times, but uh, it was all right. It wasn't the car for me though, and there was there was I got it used. Obviously, it was a two thousand, but there was. Just so much issues with it. We had to get the uh, the fuel pump replaced. We had a I, f- I forgot. We spent we spent a lot of money on that car, and then finally, it was like falling apart. And they said we had to re- replace the transmission. And that's when I was like, "All right, <laughs> I'm gonna get rid of this because it's it, gonna, it's gonna cost me more than I bought the car." Originally. I was dumb enough to actually do the transmission swap on my Camaro. The Camaro wasn't even worth the amount of that transmission. And oh, it yeah. was a used, it was a used transmission, and the car still wasn't worth that, dude. I spent so I bought it cash, twenty five hundred dollars when I was like fifteen and a half years old. I I worked as like much as I could that legally that I was able to. Yeah, it was like just weekend, and like I saved up every penny, and I like. So I bought this Camaro cash and I remember my parents were like, are you sure you want a Camaro? I mean, what about something reliable or whatever? I was like, no, nah, it's Camaro. Like I want a Camaro. I got that. And too. man, it was a 1998, which if anybody knows about like Camaros and stuff or cars around, like they just, that was a terrible generation for Camaros. Yeah. And it overheated. <laughs> oh, and so now I'm actually really good at like working with overheating cars um because of that i replaced the thermostat multiple times for some reason i'm like <laughs> the radiator hose is blown a couple times the radiator got replaced transmission got replaced the uh just all kinds of stuff and yeah and i sold it for 400 bucks <laughs> how, how much did you buy it for Twenty five hundred dollars. how much did you put into it <laughs> Probably like three thousand. Oh my god, what an investment! <laughs> it was it was kind of the same with me. I when I got the Mustang, uh, I I put I had two thousand saved up. I was originally just gonna I was still gonna get a used car, but I was looking at lots and I was just gonna put down like a down payment for something. Uh, but my dad was helping me look, and then he said he'd help me out, and we found that car on like one of those online car sites whatever where people like sell their cars and so we found that one and it was four it was four thousand 
And uh, so I was like, well, that's not too bad. Hope Like, if it weren't, it looked nice. It looked like it was taken care of. And uh, if... And my dad said he like if I got that he'd he'd put the other two thousand on it and I was like that, cool. that'd be cool then I won't have a car payment so we looked at it we took it for a ride and it looked good everything was was good about it and um, so we bought it and then sure enough like most used cars that old a couple weeks later one thing after another happens so after after we put about another four to five thousand dollars into fixing it up. Yeah, so we basically just doubled what we paid on it, and then the transmission went out. That's when we're like, okay, never mind. We, we're already we've already lost enough money, and the transmission was already, I, it was a couple thousand. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. So it was like, the transmission itself is is going to cost more than we bought the car for. And yeah. at this point, we're we're just throwing money <laughs> in a pit. So we're just like, oh, let's just get rid of it, and. Uh, so we got rid of that. I didn't have a car for a long time. I was just taking buses everywhere. Oh, yeah. Because that's when I was... Uh, uh, I think it was when I was going to MI, maybe? Or it might have been after that. But I, either way, like, when I was going to MI, I was living in Ontario. And then after that, I got a job in Torrance. But I was living in San Gabriel. So taking buses, it was about the same distance. It was basically like three hours one way or three and a half hours. I had to take like three or four buses. What? Yeah. So I did that for a long time. And then oh, finally, uh, I saved up enough money and got, got me my Honda fit. And that's, that's the only two cars I've ever had. I mean, I've had like other ones with cat now, but, uh, um, yeah. the only ones I've ever bought, like with my name and like my money yeah. and stuff, I, I had my Mustang and then the Honda fit. But yeah, so we had we had the uh, the Honda Civic. Cat got hers first after she traded in her Mustang, got the Civic, and then that one is the one that got smashed on the freeway, and we like had no back half of the car basically, <laughs> and like it cost too much to to fix it. I mean, we did get insurance money, but we used it on like loans and stuff like that because it still worked. There was just like no back bumper, <laughs> so we're like, yeah, it was paying some bills, and. Uh, like we we had it for a while and then finally we're just like we need to get rid of this thing so we took it we took it to so many places and of course no one wanted it like i don't blame them and finally nissan was the only place we could get a deal where they they traded it in and we even got like a pretty low price on the car so we got the the nissan verso because that was like the only thing so like whatever i'm not a big nissan fan but whatever we just need to get rid of this car so we had that for a little bit and then after uh, when Kat got pregnant again, we we're going to have our second kid. We're like, well, we're going to need something a little bigger. So we traded that in for the Nissan Rogue, and we got screwed on that deal. And uh, we're paying way too much for that car, but that's what I have now. And uh, I do like the car, though. The Rogue is, is a cool car. Nice, yeah. And it's yeah. also it's got the Star Wars tie-in, so that's cool, too. Yeah. <laughs> the Nissan Rogue one. Yeah. They they have like uh, when that movie came out they had like a special Star Wars edition of oh wow they have ones that that has like the the Emperor emblem on it oh it was like a few and I remember during that time because I think during that time is when we got the the Versa like when you go into a Nissan dealership they had like a bunch of uh, Star Wars stuff everywhere and they had like stormtrooper figurines wow. and 
and uh, it was cool. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. I miss my Mustang. It was uh, like a 2008, and it had surprisingly. I mean, there's all the Ford, Ford jokes in the world, but like, and I am a Chevy. I'm a Chevy guy. Like, I like Chevys best, of course. But like, I gotta say that Mustang was rock solid. Like, it was a 2008. Uh, it was a five. It was five speed standard. Mm-hmm. So that was my first time ever driving standard, learning that and stuff. But it was just, it was a super solid car, surprisingly. Yeah, F- Ford. Uh, another, I forgot I had the uh, the Ford Explorer for a long time. But oh yeah, that one wasn't my car. That was my dad's car. I just ran it to hell, but. Dan knew that that vehicle pretty well. Yeah, but Ford, uh, Ford, I'm I'm uh, happy with as well. They did not let me down either. My dad, my dad had that car. He bought it brand new. I think in '95 or '98, something around there. And then I'm gonna say '98. It might be '95, but one of the two, somewhere in the '90s. He had that car from then, brand new, until 2014. When I started playing with with the Duchess, mm-hmm. and then I started using the car for like band stuff. Yeah. At the at the time he he gave it to me, it had somewhere over two hundred thousand miles, and that thing still ran like a like a a charm. Yeah. It seemed normal. It did, and we yeah. we used it a lot. We beat the hell out of it. We put dents and scratches it. in it. We ripped the what? What's that? We even took it to Vegas once or twice. We did that a few times. We we slept in it a few times. We oh, rip, we ripped the roofing out a lot of uh, from like, which is why I said I'm surprised that didn't happen with the, with yeah. the fit yet. Yeah, it, it, it did happen with the with the Ford, but um, we ended up getting that thing. I think me myself put almost a hundred thousand miles on that in like two or three years, Uh-oh. as much as we used it. Because remember, at that time too, I was driving. To Hollywood like every weekend. Oh, that's right. And it was in that, huh? Yeah, I, I was using yeah. that, and I I drive us to all the gigs because. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because Tyler couldn't fit anything in his car. He had a a little PT Cruiser. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that's he, right. he had a PT Cruiser that was that was uh, standard, and then you yeah. had you just had your motorcycle. So I was the only one that could fit <laughs> anything. Hey, I can bring all the cables you want with my saddlebags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I drive out to Hollywood every weekend, whether we had a show or we're practicing or just hanging out or whatever. But I was always out there, and then we loaded up with every single piece of equipment we had, drive out to shows, and we used the hell out of that. But that was another solid car that I was I was very happy with. It yeah. did end up, it, it got a little past three hundred thousand, and cool. and my dad ended up uh, selling it for scrap or whatever. Big. Like, get out to the field and put it down huh yeah <laughs> it was it was time it, was it, it, pro- it probably could have lasted longer if if, if i hadn't got a hold of it but uh, i definitely <laughs> Dude, destroyed you, that car you drive your cars like you play your drones <laughs> oh yeah i do well so, so the the rogue i, I do take care of because that's like our family car yeah so i i take care of that one and uh no surprisingly no 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 scratches or dents yet. I mean, there's like little things here and there, but uh... this thing, I this thing is the reason was another one of the many reasons that I think that your car actually expands when you need it. Kind of like <laughs> you remember that one Harry Potter movie, uh, yeah. the fifth one, the Room of Requirement. Yeah. 
So that's what oh, I, was I, gonna, I, I thought you were going to say the night bus and the third, the third. Oh, yeah, third that, movie. That, yeah, that too. Probably. Okay. More so that, that makes more sense. Uh, so like, it reminds me of like, something like that, where it's like, I don't think your car was that big until it, we opened it to put whatever it was we were about to put in there. Like this is, it might not look like it in the video. Well, yeah, it does. Cause look at my doorway behind it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and it's right by the door. Um, that is a big piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. And, and even both of us were like, ah, I don't know. I mean, let's drive up there. Let's try it. Yeah. And like, there was doubt. And well, I, from- I did measure it beforehand. I just wasn't sure yeah. because I asked you, what are the, what are the measurements? And you said the, the height was like 52 inches, I think. And mm-hmm. I, me- I measured my car. And the depth of my car was like 52.7. So oh, I was wow. like, I was like, it, it might be a tight squeeze, but I think we should be able to fit it. And yeah. And so like, I remember like there was a doubt about it and we got there and we opened it up and even the guy was like, oh, yeah. that's, he's like, that's not going to fit. Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, is this what you brought to, to, to take it? He's like, yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's going to fit. I'm like, well, I measured. Hopefully it should be fine. And I remember you opened it up. We tipped it back slid it in like it, it it slid in there like it was made for this <laughs> yeah it was well her- like i said 52.7 we had a tenth of a tenth of an inch or se- seven tenths of an inch i mean there extra. was no wrestling with it no yeah, it, it was just like whoop. <laughs> it was but you know you know what i found out the other day so when i was when i asked you the measurements I was, I was looking up like the dimensions of my car and all that stuff and different. And I found this video where they show different configurations of like how to carry stuff in your car. And I actually found out some new ones I didn't know about there. There's one where, cause I mean the, the big selling point for my car was you could fold down the back seats flat. So it basically your trunk expands from just the trunk to all the way up to the, the front seats, That's awesome. yeah. which is why so much stuff could fit in there very well. But also another thing you could do is you fold the, the back seats flat, but then you could also pick them up and they sit up this way as if like they were already sitting up, but the, the floors are up. So then you could put stuff. So I guess that's for like bikes or just like whatever, you know, things that are kind of high. So you could put them, you have the extra low, like the height. Yeah. But the cool one that I, I didn't know, cause I don't think I'll ever use that personally, but the cool one I didn't know about that could help that would have worked if that was too tall. You would have just had to sit in the back seat, but because uh, you know you could you could fold the the two sides separately in the back also, which is really cool. So a, a new one I didn't know about, which I guess is kind of obvious. Think about it now, but so you fold the back seats down, but then you could also you could take off like the the headrest on the, the passenger seat and fold that back flat. So you could go from trunk all the way. <laughs> Yeah, you can go from trunk to windshield basically or to dashboard so i think that oh so when you go just the trunk with the seats folded flat i think it's it's uh like i said 52.7 or whatever if you go from trunk to dashboard i think it's like 72 inches you could <laughs> so i was just like so i could have put a didgeridoo vault in there oh definitely we could fit a didgeridoo vault in there <laughs> yeah dude that i'm telling you man that car's magic it's it's it, it's sad that they're getting rid of it wow. or they, they got rid of it i guess 
that is a uh, <clears throat> what did cousin Eddie in vacation say? Wow, Clark, that's a fine piece of machinery you got there. <laughs> yeah. Cousin Eddie. What a guy. Oh, anyway, so I wanted to ask you something. Just happened right before we started this episode. So we're we're here, we're sitting here setting up, just having a bev chatting, and Mark's like, Oh, my my uh what'd you say? My pliers just got here or something, right? Oh my cord uh cable cutters. Your yeah. cable cutters. He's like, My cable cutters just got here. So you <laughs> you made an order on Amazon just for cable cutters, right? Like, or did you do a whole order? Or did you just were like, I need cable cutters Went on Amazon. Okay. So <laughs> I thought it was funny and I wanted to ask you, do, I'm you, nervous. do you, do you think that's just like an LA thing when you need something so small and simple, instead of drive, <laughs> driving down to the hardware store to get cable cutters, do you order on Amazon and wait like a day or two? Okay, so I did go. It's funny you said because I did just get back from Harbor Freight yesterday. Oh, okay. And I completely forgot my cable cutters. Ah. I, I did a whole order. I, it actually felt good because I do fall into that trap sometimes of just ordering things online, even though I can just go get it. Yeah. But I hate LA. I hate driving in LA. I, I hate quite a bit about it. Sorry, anybody watching this from so me. I, so I think that um, answers my question. And I don't like the idea of having to leave the house and take a left turn. That's exactly like, what I was thinking. So, so would you say that it's an LA thing then? Uh, more so, or maybe more just so. a, a busy city thing. Cause like the reason I thought of it is because I've, I mean, I've lived out in California my whole life and I've lived in Van Nuys and all that. And I know the left turn you live by now is not as bad. Cause there's a light there. Yeah. But the one at Brooktree, there wasn't a light there. That, that one sucked. And that that's where I lived in, when we were in Van Nuys. And anytime you had, even trying to go to Ralph's, which you could literally walk there in like five yeah. minutes. But yeah. if you had to get like a, a grocery order where you had to carry more than two or three bags, and you're just like, yeah. I, pro I probably have to drive. You usually just wait until you're leaving the house for another reason. Because it's like, just because yeah. that left turn, it's like, it's going to take so nope. long. And... But so the reason I thought of this is because so you got your your cable cutters and I was just kind of laughing because I was thinking now that I live in the mountains, I was like, I have an Ace Hardware like three minutes down yeah. the road. If I really needed them, I'd just get in my car and go like I even do that now sometimes if I just want something. Yeah, like that I don't really need, but I'm just like, yeah, it's just five minutes away because I'm in the mountains. There's not that much traffic and you could just go. It's one road. But and so I was thinking you probably weren't like that when you're back at Oklahoma when you didn't have to worry about that. But now that you're, no. in, L you're in LA and you got to worry about a left turn, it's just like... Yeah, and how stupid does that And you're so excited too. You're like, oh, my cable cutters came in. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, if you wanted that bad, just go to the, the hardware store. And so I wasn't going to dare leave my house. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I already left, I left my house once today. I'm not leaving again. I left once and I got everything done all in one time and I hated every second of it. I like, I went to the post office. I went to the bank. I went, uh, I went to Harbor Freight and like, I bought all this stuff I needed. You know, I got extra pair of leather gloves and they're white leather gloves. Nice. Inside joke. Uh, but the, so I got my gloves and I got a gigantic hammer 
Um, I got like, you know, uh, all the, you know, tools and all this stuff and then some other stuff. Cause stores like that are really fun. So yeah. just stuff I really didn't even need, but you know, but I, the, the main thing I needed, of course I forgot. So I was like, well, uh, here, I'll just order it and they'll be here by tomorrow. And, and it, and it did, and it made me happy, but, uh, you're right. It wasn't like that in, in Oklahoma, like our town, like Clinton is even less busy probably than, than your village. <laughs> yeah. Mine's, mine's a little busy, especially where I live. Cause I'm like on the main road and it's right by the, like, it's right by one of the two ways to get down the mountain. So yeah. The road, especially in front of me, gets kind of busy. But I imagine, like, some of the other side sections are probably closer to what yeah. used to, yeah. When, like, it, I've never, I heart, like, I can't even remember any time of ordering anything online other than, like, really, really special things I needed, I guess. But even then, I never really splurged online or did any of that stuff. Like, all the stores are right here. Yeah, because you don't need to. And no. And, like, driving's not that bad when you're not in L.A. Like, I, I mean, I, I enjoy it when I'm not driving in traffic. I, I, I don't mind cruising and listening to the radio. Because, like, like an example for me, when, when I got my kegerator and I had to get a few different tools and stuff I didn't have because I recently moved in here. So I, I, I'm still building up my, my man collection of things yeah. that men just have. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I needed like a few different things. So I mean, first of all, I drove down the hill. I I went more than a left turn. I went like down the hill, which is like a twenty minute drive. I went to another city to pick up the kegerator. Uh, uh, Best Buy for some reason had it, and uh, I know. And then after like I was done with oh, and I got the uh, CO two tank and all that stuff. After I was done with with the chores, I came up set it up and i was like oh shoot i need a tool for this all right and i got back in the car went, went, i know i left twice went to the hardware store came back and then the <laughs> after after i set everything up and i needed that one like super large wrench just to go with the nut and uh but when i looked it up the uh because it was a little later at that point and the hardware store was closed so i had to wait till the next day but still i didn't i didn't order it on amazon and get it the next day i i waited i slept woke up drove back to the hardware <laughs> store got it but um i i get it though like when i was in la i never wanted to drive anywhere get anything but no. driving out here and another thing i noticed too is because you pointed this out when you were still kind of new out here that uh you notice when when people talk about going somewhere they talk about how many minutes away it is as opposed to how many miles away it is. Mm -hmm. And, and at first you didn't understand that. You're like, why is everyone talk about like, minutes. it's an hour. It'll take like an hour and a half to get there instead of saying it's this many Come miles. Be and after living in LA, you understand because a place that's 10 miles away, one at, at three o'clock, it could take, <laughs> it could take you 15 minutes to get there. But then at four o'clock, it could take you an hour to get there just because freaking traffic. And it's, it's literally that drastic of a difference in time. But I notice I'm now going the opposite way living up here. When people mm -hmm. ask me like, what's around? I'm like, I'm like, well, uh, Lake Gregory is like 
a mile and a half away. Like I don't say how long the yeah. time anymore. I'm just like, it's about a mile and a half away now uh-huh. and because the traffic's so light up here and like, there's not all this crap. So it's, it always takes the same amount of time to get there. Like when I uh-huh. go to the grocery store, it takes me about three minutes. So yeah. it's like, it's the like, grocery store. It doesn't, uh, there's no time where I'm trying to go to the grocery store. And it takes me 25 minutes because traffic is like, it always takes me three minutes. So it's like, yeah, yeah. The grocery store is a mile down the road. Well, like, uh, in Oklahoma, it's like, you know, it, it is, everybody says like, if it's close or whatever, they'll say like, yeah, like a mile down the road, two miles down the road, whatever you hit the gas station, take a ride, whatever stuff like that. But if it's like, I noticed that if it's um, a long distance, like if you're going to the city, if you're going to Oklahoma City. Then you said uh, going to the city. Going to the city. <laughs> no, um, if it's if you're going to the city, you would say then they would mostly say it's an hour and a half. They wouldn't even say about an hour and a half. They would say it's an hour and a half because no matter what time of day, any day of the week, doesn't matter. It's an hour and a half. Like. You know, long distances you can you can say hours because it's it's always going to be the same. Yeah. Oh, God, I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, man. I've, I've, I mean, I've like I said, I've always lived in California and I grew up here, but I never hated California more than when I lived in like L.A. and Van Nuys, <laughs> and it, it's horrible. Yeah. I don't, I can't do it. I don't understand it. I don't know why people like it. I just, I can't do it. I was miserable out there. I couldn't wait to get out of there. And I basically went to the furthest corner that yeah. I could. You took it to an extreme. <laughs> I did, but I'm so happy out here. I love it. Even, even it's kind of funny because like, like we do have some stuff up here. Like I don't always have to go down the hill, but a lot of the main stuff, like going to a mall or like, you know, visiting family and all that, I got to go down the hill. So it's at least 20 minutes. Well, that's weird. I don't know if you saw that, but I just spit like a huge wad out. <laughs> it's at least like a 20 minute drive just to get to the bottom of the hill. And to me, that that's, doesn't deter me in any way. As opposed to like in LA going to a friend's house. If I had to go to a friend's house that was like five minutes away, that would take me 35 minutes. I'd just not go. I'd be like, sorry. Yeah. I'm, like I'll go maybe at midnight when traffic clears up, but I'm not. <laughs> but like if I have to, like if I drive to your house now, even though yeah. it's an hour and a half away, but I go like the way that I go, I mean, usually I don't go during rush hour, but also the way that I go from my place to your place, you kind of avoid all the like LA nonsense. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. Like I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather take an hour and a half drive where I'm actually moving and feel like I'm making progress as opposed to driving 35 minutes in traffic to go five minutes away. Yeah. Your house is great. Uh, okay. We got a cameo. All right. There's the family. Well, part of them. The other kid, I'm guessing, is asleep. I don't know. Yeah, she fell asleep. She put herself to bed. <laughs> nice. You can say hi to the people. Hi, like and Angela. <laughs> I bet she'll eat that. Hey, yeah, we did say we're having a special <laughs> guest. So yeah, hey, someone couldn't make it, so <laughs> we're, we're throwing in the wild card. <laughs> Say hi, Angela. She doesn't talk yet. <laughs> Maybe next year. 
<laughs> She'll be co-hosting with you next year. Yeah. Also, you forgot to mention that you drive your dad's car for a while. No, I said that. Oh, okay. oh the, the big one? I, I forgot for a second, but I brought it up. Um, what were you saying, though? You said something about you like c coming to visit my place. Oh, yeah, because you just take the 210. I think that's what you're referring to, right? Yeah. Just the 210 is always great. Yeah, because you don't have to go on the 134. You don't got to pass the 101. No. You don't got to pass the 170. Or, no, you don't pass the 170. You can basically go around all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it's like one one highway the whole whole way until you get to your, your Grinch Mountain. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like <laughs> I, I just got so I, I got so angry in LA that I, <laughs> that's what I am I turned into the Grinch it's literally the plot of the Grinch like, I, I can, yeah I was so mad at people up. being happy down there <laughs> yeah do you stand up yeah literally just like five seconds ago you said you didn't understand yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand it <laughs> <laughs> and then, so I just picture that your balcony, you know, that you have up top, I just picture that you stand out there every morning and go through the phone book, which your town probably, <laughs> probably still has, and you're yeah. like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> well, no, I don't mind the people in my town. I, I get the L.A. phone book, and then, yeah, I, yeah, and then I do it up there. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. <laughs> that movie is so good. Great. And then freaking Mike Myers disappoints with the cat in the hat. Oh, it's so God. sad. I know yeah. it. Was, it was supposed to be like his version. It, eh, it didn't work. Yeah, it was, it was sad. But yeah, I love The Grinch. That was such a good movie. That's a that's a staple for my family. Um, Christmas. Oh yeah, every year. Taylor Momsen. Yeah. That cat used to look like her when she was her age. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. We have some pictures of her when she was a kid, and it's like the only thing she doesn't oh. have is like the the little upturned nose, yeah. Which obviously was like a prosthetic, but like like that picture on the fridge, yeah. The the one the soccer that one, identical. Yeah, it's it's a little creepy, <laughs> creepy. But uh, oh, have you heard about this? I just heard this today from my aunt. Apparently, uh, there's a new a new mask thing in L.A. County. Starting Saturday, masks are required again, regardless of vaccines. Apparently, there's a, there's a new strand, once again, that even if you had the vaccine, it it doesn't count for this strand. So, thank you, everyone. Count, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't count. count. <laughs> doesn't count. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, for putting for the effort. It yeah. doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Currently, I think starting Saturday at midnight. So, it's at midnight. It'll I be think, after this. All right. Like, we're still at the bar during the show, and they're like, all right, anyone that doesn't have the mask has to get mask out of here. Up. Yeah, mask up. Kat said she's actually Taylor Momsen. I, I wouldn't be, that wouldn't surprise me if I hadn't met her in the same room as you. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally you could use that joke. Well, I've never seen them in the same room. Yeah, I have seen them. I have a picture of them in the same room next to each it's other. very weird that you could say that. <laughs> Unless there's like a mirror or something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a new mask thing. I think right now only for LA though. So I'm good up here. I mean, the mountain kind of ignored it anyway. Yeah. Like even when San Bernardino had it, but uh, right now we're good. We'll see what happens. I don't know though, because uh, I was supposed to go to Disneyland on Thursday with my mom and my oh, kids. Wow. Yeah, we were going to go back again. Uh, 
But I, is Disneyland, I think, is technically Orange County, though, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so maybe it'll be all right. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll be like, you can't come anymore again. I don't know. Disney is kind of like uh, go above and beyond. So Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, COVID's back. Welcome back. We missed you. <laughs> we, were hoping... <laughs> yeah, we were hoping you'd come back. Uh, so anyway, that happened. Um, but okay, so I guess the, the one real topic we had for tonight was uh, you wanted to talk about uh, playing smaller venues and the frustration of not being able to use your own gear and put on the show you want. So maybe, Which, maybe, maybe there, you are could... pros and cons. there are pros and cons. Oh yeah, for sure. But maybe, maybe you could, you could expand on, on, on guitar that, player uh, side. what you, well, just in general, like what, what we mean by uh, the, like what, what frustrations are involved? <laughs> what? Okay, I'll tell you what really grinds my gears. What grinds your gears? <laughs> no. My gears going crazy. Um, well, so usually guitar players are like very specific, and I know you can relate to this. Always talk very... about yourself first. Yeah, I mean, come on. The guitar. <laughs> um, but like, you know, everyone's got their own sound, at least if you spend enough time doing whatever you're doing maybe i would assume or whatever but um i don't know it, like there's the sound and the look there's like two parts to it mm-hmm. you know and so the sound you know you kind of want some consistency and yeah. so you show up to a venue and and they're like no nah, just use our back line you're like um yeah right, you, you yeah. don't you don't want to you don't want to go play a show at a club and sound like Mick Mars on the Tacoma show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great show. Terrible sound. I wonder if he was using a backline. I don't know what happened during that show. Anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Keep going. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's just, I, I don't like being so restricted and that goes for the whole thing too. Not just like guitar amp or, or just the drums or whatever. It's like this kind of, there's like this feeling of like, you feel like you're overstepping by putting on your own show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's, there's a lot of that with bands, especially in LA, but, and so I, I did want to talk about this topic because I had another kind of, uh, branch on this topic that I want to get to after, after this portion. But, uh, so a big thing for me is, so, so kind of what you're talking about is like when you go, you we book a show, and there's certain venues that say we have a backline that you're required to use. You can't bring your own gear, and because it, it it's one thing to play a small club where you can't fit everything you have. Like for right. show wise, like if you have theatrics or like pyro or whatever, like it's one thing to play a small place where you can't fit everything. It's mm-hmm. another thing where it's like you can't use your own gear. And there's nothing that pisses me off more for guitar, since you mentioned guitar. Nothing that pisses me off more when we go to a show and their backline is a freaking black star. <laughs> Which, I mean, with certain bands, that's I know certain people do like black star, and that's fine. But for our band like, and our style, my black star. 
What? No. This video is brought to you by Blackstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, with with this band specifically, like, um, well, just mo if you're not in like a thrash or a metal, like a speed and any type of like fast, like chugging band, Black Star should not be on the stage. <laughs> it's just they. Oh my! Every time it just, I hate it so much. You and cannot. You are very guitar driven on your uh, on your ears, on oh, your yeah. ears and stuff like that. So I know you can hear it. Oh, I definitely hear it. I've hated it so much. <laughs> Another one I'm not a big fan of that. It doesn't. It doesn't piss me off though, because it it could sound good if in the right setting and configuration. But I don't. I'm not a big fan of orange, either. Oh really? I I think those work better for more uh like indie, or like more yeah. lighter sound. I I feel like with like the heavier sound and like once you start adding distortion and stuff, it just it sounds, it sounds like really I don't know. It's like almost like it wasn't made for that. Yeah, because because I have. I have heard some really good performances and good sounds oh, yeah. with Orange, but not with our style. But no, the one that that all any band that I've ever been in, because I've never been in that type of like fast speed chugging, like where you need all that treble and whatever. Like, oh, Black Star, God. Anyway, <laughs> but but moving on to the drums is this pisses me off so much. I think the most as a drummer, when I was a bass player, I was like, you know, I think bass player affects the least. Obviously, singer doesn't yeah. matter using a mic. And most of the time, it's the SM58, and it's easy to bring your yeah. mic, whatever. But bass play, as a bass player, um, it doesn't bother me too much. I, I, I mean, I know yeah. for serious bass players, maybe they have their, their issues about it. But I think guitar mostly, but drums is always the worst and i'm not just saying it because i'm currently a drummer yeah, I'm, I'm saying it because 90 percent of the places that require a backline their drum kit is always falling apart it's they're either missing pieces they have just a horrible drum kit it's just like not tuned like there's a hole in something there's like screws missing even the whiskey a freaking go-go <laughs> If you watch, <laughs> which it's not every time. Whiskey has different kits. I don't know what happened this time. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're not always the greatest, but they're not always the worst. But uh, if you watch our, our uh, whiskey video we have on our YouTube page, we have the full show up. Um, one, one issue I was having the whole show was, <laughs> was the high rack, Tom. Every time I hit it, it would, it would keep moving in and in and in. Like every time, every time I hit it, it would slowly move in. So there's like certain parts where I'm doing a fill and I have to go this way. To, so I'm like, like doing this and I have to go around that way. And you can see me, if you pay attention, like certain parts about the show, like when I'm playing, I'll just like try pushing it out or like after a song, like push it and try to tighten it. And then there was, there was the, the famous, uh, the, sim, oh, yes. the famous okay. symbol drop during Machine Gun Charlie, right when we start Machine Gun Charlie or maybe. Yeah, it was right when we started it. I counted off, dude. Da, 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 da. Right when I hit the thing, it goes, it goes from flat to, it goes this way. So it's like the symbols face me, so I can't hit it. There's, there's. I watched it again last night. There was actually, I didn't, I didn't remember this, and I always miss this when we, re, when we watch it again. But there was even a part when, when Colton tried to fix it for a second. Oh, because right. he turned and saw it, and he was playing, and he was kind of like messing with it, and he was, but he was like playing, he's like, sorry, man, but. 
the reason it's the fame that's the famous one is because there <laughs> there's a part in there tyler being the vocalist <laughs> you know he's only holding the mic and even like during solos and stuff he could help out <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's singing turns around sees it up or sees it this way he comes up to it like puts his hand on it does that and then as if like he's trying to fix it and then just was like well it didn't work and like really <laughs> and and so like during the part after the solo when we're doing like the slow break part or not slow but the, the quiet break part like mark stops playing comes up because he knows, he knows a little bit about drumming so he he helped me out but uh I, it was kind of funny but like even the whiskey a go-go was having problems like that but that one like i wasn't complaining too much because i think it was a pearl kit i think i don't really remember mm-hmm. Pearl or Ludwig or something like that, but usually their kit sounds okay. But it was yeah. kind of it was annoying that that the cymbal stand didn't stand up, and but the rack tom was really bugging me. But yeah. man, there's times when 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 you'll play these venues like the Rainbow, for example. Sometimes they require you to use their kit depending on who's booking the night, I guess. Because I brought my own kit, but sometimes they make me use theirs. God, that kit is so bad. They have like yeah. a like a PDP or groove percussion or something stupid. And there's like tape all over it and it's like like the floor tom like the leg doesn't the thing strips so the leg keeps falling yeah. down and the like the symbol stand doesn't expand so it keeps like wobbling and, and the like the it's just it's such like a mess at a garage sale yeah and it frustrates me so much because because as a band like a lot of times people don't know and it just makes us look like amateur and look like we suck and we don't like just think of going to any job doesn't have to be a a band thing but if you go to any job and you just have gear that's falling apart and you're you're like in front of a customer and you're you're just falling apart you're like dropping stuff you're losing things you're like stuttering on your words and it's like and they're just like wow this guy doesn't know what he's doing it's kind of like that like if there's a crowd there if there's like at the rainbow a lot of times there's a there's a crowd there even if they're not there to see us but like they you know people like to watch the bands and they might not know it's a house kit they're thinking like this is our band this is our stuff we're playing a kit and they're like wow this drummer just is a disaster like he can't he's everything's falling over i've had times when the snare fell down on me like you know how you can like lean it and the thing like just falls in my lap while i'm playing and after like fix it there's this one show i played maybe it was on purpose maybe not i'll never say it was probably on purpose we've i played this one show it wasn't with you guys it was with the with the the skanks and um we played at like this warehouse gig and they required everyone to use the same back line and they had the drums on a riser it was like this it, it was a it was up but it was like so narrow that like the back the back leg of the stool was like halfway on halfway off it was like rocking the whole time the drum kit was super tiny you know it's one of, it was like all the bands aside from the skanks all the bands were like indie like super reverb like clean guitar sound just like the whole show i i was miserable being there i hated it i was just mad about the gear thing the kit sucked it was one of those that had like the whole entire kick drum hole was just like empty and it just sounded like flat there's like tape everywhere everything was falling apart and so we're playing the song 
and and uh, during our last song, whatever the closing song was, probably Glitter City or something, and we have like a big ending thing, and I'm playing and I'm like hitting it hard, and I'm hitting the kick drum really hard, and this is how narrow the thing was, the the riser. After <laughs> after a few kicks on the kick drum, is scoot a little scoot little scoot little the whole <laughs> the whole entire drum oh. kit fell off of the riser. Oh, no. <laughs> and oh my god the people that were putting the thing together were so mad at me they're like you did that on purpose you you're whatever and i was like i, no, no. I was if like I it wasn't it, my yeah i was like <laughs> it wasn't my fault the freaking risers the, I, I had no room to move i was about to fall off the back of the thing if, if you were going to throw parts off the, if you were going to throw like the drum set off and stuff you probably would have made a whole show of it oh yeah not some subtle scooted off the edge, but uh, it was it was pretty funny though. <laughs> the, the whole thing just fell over. It was. Yeah. I've played so many bad kits though. Dude, the drum the drum situation. I worry as a guitar player. I worry about the drum situation more than the guitar thing, because like guitar. Yeah, like as a guitar player, you can hear the different tone and all that stuff, um, but like the audience, I know that the audience will know a difference in the drums more so than the guitar because i can bring my pedal board and yeah kind of, kind of get it similar i i always envy you too because as a guitar player even if you have to use a backline uh backline gear you never have to backline a guitar like you always yeah. have your own guitar yeah, yeah, yeah which as a drummer it's just like that's all i got yeah yeah i, I mean yeah. i you're always required to bring like a snare and cymbals, but like how much can a snare and cymbals do? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'd prefer well, the cymbals to be backline because my cymbals are always jacked up. Every <laughs> everything else I'm fine with. Like I got I like the way my kid is, my my snare. Some of these freaking snare stands can't hold my snare because it's too heavy. Your snare is so deep sounding, it sounds like one of those like uh colonial marching band <laughs> that's what i'm going for <laughs> uh, um but like uh but there are some good times uh for at least for guitar it has been like sometimes like uh especially in the earlier shows like we've done like the first maybe three years or whatever four years even where you know we wanted to go to the show and hang out and do all this stuff and play music yeah. So it was, you know, it was maybe it was a little irresponsible, but um, it was kind of nice going to like the whiskey and stuff to like just use their backline because hey, all I had to bring was a guitar and a cable, um, yeah. and we we didn't have to carry anything around. We could just put it in the backstage and go hang out the rest of the night. But then you fast forward to like the last few times we played there maybe matured a little as a band and kind of gotten to where like well yeah but I've, I've got my sound dialed in and i want my sound and you know um yeah. and ironically the headlining band Vane, used our backline for mm -hmm. that it's like kind of turned around but and that was cool because uh during that show since they were using all our stuff i got to play on the drum riser Oh, that's right. Was it that show? No, it wasn't that show. They had their own drums. There was there was one time we played there though. I think uh, you've 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the vein, I remember because the vein one's the whiskey one on YouTube, and that one you could see the drums behind or the curtain or whatever. But the the but, last one that's on YouTube, the most recent one, you are on the. It's opening for Vein again, and you are okay, on yeah. the. Okay, yeah. So that's why I was confused. Okay, yeah. So you sure it wasn't LA Guns? <laughs> it might have been, according to you. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that was cool. I think that time I used the backline too, though. But um, uh, but so did they. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's cool sometimes, especially if it's a show that we know either like no one's going to be there or it's just like a small dive bar or something. And it's mm -hmm. just like, we're not, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like there's shows where, that we don't care about or don't take seriously because we always try to put on our best performance. But there's sometimes where it's just like, like you said, we just want to hang out and have a good time and not worry about, I mean, it's always nice when you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about loading out. Lo I mean, loading loading sucks, but it's not as bad. Like nothing's worse than when you have a great show, and you're like, you have this energy, and you're like in a good mood, like, dude, that was awesome, and you want to go hang out and party, but it's like, oh, but I got to take thirty five minutes to load up the car. Yeah, it, it's it's a great feeling when when you you play a show, you kicked ass, you're like, hell yeah, I want to have some beer, like hang out or talk to fans or whatever. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about carrying anything. It's just like you put your guitar in your case, put it backstage and we go out and have some drinks or whatever. And that's why I really, um, I, I didn't really ever mind, uh, backlining at the rainbow or the whiskey because like the rainbow is weird as it sounds. Cause it's such a small place and it's not really a place you think of for live music, but we've talked about it before. Like when we do play there, it gets packed and it is like, it's like you're drenched in sweat, but yet awesome because you're like face to face with the crowd. Like it's, it's super closed in there and stuff. Cat, Cat said maybe an hour if I help. Yeah. After, yeah. <laughs> after borders, you're never helping again. <laughs> yeah. No more roadie work. Um, but you know, like the rainbow, whenever I, I liked using their back line because one, you go up all those flights of stairs. Yeah. I do not care to bring up a giant <laughs> marshal stack. Yeah, it's not fun because we, we've done some shows there that were backline and we've done some where we do our own gear. And, yeah. uh, but like for me, the rainbows, it, it's, it's, uh, I, I'm kind of on both sides because, like I said, the, yeah. the drum kit at the rainbow is always atrocious. It's <laughs> so bad. I hate playing this, the house kit. But at the same time, like you said, that's one of those places where it's like you just want to hang out after and like and yeah. there's all. But then at the same time, like you said, there's always a lot of people there, and I don't want to look like that rookie drummer that has a piece of crap kit yeah. with all these people there. And I mean, it, it a lot of it I think is just as, as a musician, I think it's just in our own head. Like I think most people don't care, or don't notice. Yeah, it's like those not. those times when you play fine. You're like, eh, it was a crappy show, but just because like you know what you did wrong, but no one else does. But I don't know. It's it's tough. Well, and, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like at, at this point, like I think for bands, after a certain point to try to get to that next level, you have to have a certain level of professionalism to basically that that saying you have to. Yeah if you want the job you have to dress the part or whatever mm. like if we want to move on to that next level we have to act like we're ready for that level like we have to be professional yeah. we have to have good gear we have to have a solid show 
and if we're if we're playing if we're playing all these shows yeah use our own gear and we're playing all these shows where the drum kit's falling apart and the guitar sounds like you put it through a freaking paper shredder like no one's gonna want to book us for a theater show what's the music worth if you're sounding like crap yeah even if we're selling out the rainbow like no one's gonna care because yeah it sounds horrible and then so then there's also the um there's the show aspect of it too which is like which most bands don't care this doesn't affect most bands but like we've always been like really fascinated with you know the alice coopers and the motley crews and the kisses and stuff like that stage wise and like I, ever since the very first show that's what we've always wanted to do is like yeah. make the show just as important and which i'm sure a lot of sound guys and and venue people would roll their eyes because one they're not used to it and two it's more it's not even more work for them it's just like there's something about a band bringing extra stuff that just seems yeah. like it's pretentious. it's like that no matter what you do if you bring yeah. Even even talking about house kits and stuff, if they have a house kit available and you bring your own stuff, they're already rolling your eyes their eyes at you. Mm-hmm. If it's yeah. like, well, we have this, it's like well, I don't want to use your, I don't want to use a freaking like little Line Six Mustang Three <laughs> and freaking Groove Percussion Kit. Like I want to, yeah. or like any any of the shows we bring in ear monitors, they're just like. And yeah. then they're asking us, like, how do you even plug it in? It's like, why are you the sound guy if you don't know how this works? The, the in, Whenever we started getting those in-ears, which I do like that we started, that we used those because it was, like, kind of, like, us pushing it. Like, it's like no, I mean, th- this is what we want in our ears. So, we're, you know, let's make it work. And, like, but, yeah, like, they would just, like, you got, I, I always loved watching the sound guy whenever we would bust out the in-ears. They'd be like, uh, okay. Yeah. Which I, they might even just be thinking that because it's like when you play a small place, they're like, why do you want that here? Like, it's not going to mm-hmm. matter. But I mean, there's even been times where we played it and the sound guy is like so cocky as to be like, oh, you're not going to need that here. It, it, we have, it, yeah. They're like, it's going to sound great through the mo- You're going to be able to hear everything. I'm like, I, I just want. Like, one, I doubt it. Two, yeah, and, yeah. Most of the time, it, it doesn't sound great, or you can't hear everything. And the thing too, like when we when we bring in ears, we're not asking for like a full like hour sound check where Mark wants a, a certain mix and I want a mix. And t- we we say either give us the board mix or just give us vocals. Like yeah, it's, it's not hard if you have a mixing board. It's not hard to have a separate mix that's just vocals. It's like two buttons, yeah. or <laughs> even if you just give us the the board mix just plug plug it into output number two like it takes three seconds all we need is all we need is a freaking place to uh uh wall, uh, yeah wall plug to plug it in and then i i even bring the, the out input output cables like yeah. I, I all i i tell the sound guy i'm just like hey we have in-ears where can i plug this in i'm just oh, like, you already have, like pre-set yeah up. yeah i have everything i'm just like we all we want is the the board mix where can I plug this in? And they still roll their eyes. It's like, you just, I, I could do it for you. Uh, it's so, uh, but even aside from in-ears, like even just anything that's not, that is a centimeter 
sensual or whatever. Yeah, just anything that's that's any type of like just not a basic get up and play like what we're used to. Yeah. And so, what is it about that with like with bands? Like, why are bands just treated so bad? Like, we're technically we're the ones doing them a service that are are yeah. providing entertainment, which in LA specifically hardly ever get paid. Like, we're yeah. we're providing free entertainment for their customers yeah that, that they get extra money if people are staying to watch the band and buy beer and whatever else man, get treated so bad i know it's like i i don't know i can't talk too much about other professions i know like i was gonna say like i don't know, think comedians do but i think comedians get treated like crap too but like yeah. certain certain fields where where people provide a product for somebody djs no what djs oh yeah there they you go exactly cool. that's true djs and they um, look how much stuff they bring you don't see a, a dj coming in you're like oh you gotta use our mixing board you gotta <laughs> use our laptop and our soundtrack it's like you let them bring whatever the hell they want they get like three hours to set up it's a whole thing they're there all night everyone loves them and uh Lots of money too when a band comes in it's like we put years and years of effort with practicing writing coming up with the songs putting the show together the set list everything we come into your place provide you free entertainment or sometimes they charge us for the entertainment <laughs> <laughs> and and still if we ask for one thing like uh can we have like a vocal mix in the in-ears it's just like oh my god like all of a sudden we're the cockiest band in the world like oh they, they yeah okay they think they need a vocal mix in their ears all right then we had led zeppelin here yeah everyone stopped the show even like even at the whiskey when when you do just the basic like the the basic uh sound sound check that every band is supposed to get they don't do it every t all the time they're supposed to no, 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 no. but when you do the basic sound check and you ask for anything, there's already rolling their eyes at you. And like that's what you're doing sound check for. It's like, uh, could I get could I get a little more guitar in my amp? Like, oh my god. Like, really? You need uh, you want a cold any, beer? anyone else? Anyone else need guitar? Anybody? How's that? You happy? Okay, can we move on? Give me the freaking kick drum. Like I'm You want a massage with that? It's like, all right, play a song. I'm like, and we'll like stop like, can I get a little more vote? Oh my god, you want more vocals? <laughs> That could be an SNL kit skit. It should be. Like, that's literally how it is. And it's like, what are we doing sound check for if you're getting pissed off every time we ask for something? Like, that's the point of sound check. And like then, videos. on top of that, what pisses me off the most, and this happens mostly at the Whiskey compared to any venue I've ever played, you'll do like an hour long sound check. Sometimes, or usually less, but like sometimes if you're the opening, 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 like first band at the Whiskey, they'll do longer because you're stuff's in front so they like mic up everything and uh but regardless whatever position you're in you do the sound check you get your monitors dialed in everything sounds great you play a song before everyone shows up you're like cool everything sounds perfect good to go excited for the show go backstage do whatever you do come down it's your time to play you play the show the monitor mix is completely different from what you just did you can't hear a damn thing I'm like what the heck happened like all i hear is bass and that's it. I don't hear anything. I just yeah. hear bass. I hear distortion on guitar, but I don't hear any tone. It's just bass the and distortion. Guitar, the guitar is usually the first to go in the volume. 
thirsty. I don't know what happens. Like they, yeah, they don't save. They like do it, and I don't know what they do. They do, They don't save it. They just push like next or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know what they do. I will say they didn't. Uh, they didn't roll their eyes whenever we the last time we played there. One of the last times. Um, whenever we brought our. Uh, they probably should have, but they didn't roll their eyes uh, at our our smoke geysers, the, the floor ones that shoot Well, you know, up. You know why? Because remember, after the, the the show before that, after the show before that, I don't remember what happened, but like everybody got fired and they got all new staff. Oh, that's right. And because the new sound guy was really cool. Yeah, I thought so. Um, but yeah, there was like no complaints at all. And I was like, really? Because this thing is going to smoke up this whole yeah. room in about five seconds. And uh, no problem. They didn't stop us. Nothing like that. Um, I think he did it twice during the show. Um, And, uh, but most of the time, that was the, and all that is a stupid fog. Uh, Our ideas are way worse than fog. Oh, yeah. Like, we have nowhere to put our ideas into action still. And um, it's a good thing our new little thing we got for these next two shows is the very last song because. We're going to hope that we don't get, you know, banned for whatever little thing it is. You know? Yeah, they, everyone gets pissed at everything. That, that was kind of um, something that was cool with, that I liked about the Glam Skanks. Because, um, you know, we always used to close with Glitter City. And at the end, we, we had like the little confetti poppers. And then Allie would throw like glitter everywhere. And it was just like... <laughs> like no one ever asked about it we just did it and sometimes people would be pissed sometimes they loved it and uh but we never had to clean up after ourselves and we never got banned any from anywhere so i guess i guess the band was good enough where they were just like they had well, to bite their tongue so hopefully we're good enough yeah. where we have to bite they have to bite their tongue too i won't tell i won't say too much because you'll you'll already know exactly what i'm talking about and, and a lot of times i i usually tell you something i was going to tell you after during cold ones i just i know i'll forget so whatever but um i went ahead and bought uh the stacks of the money oh so if we can figure something out maybe even use the effect the effect we have to throw a pile shoot it to go i don't know i i don't know i have no idea but yeah, we, it's, should, it's we should on its uh, way. we should work on that for for ubg yeah that'd be cool yeah um so okay so here's so that w- that was kind of the topic that you brought up was the backline stuff here's the thing that i kind of thought of on top of on kind of feeding off your topic is which i think is a big problem in in a, in bands right now they were pissy when we wanted an intro oh that's true Oh yeah, because we used to have an intro. It's an aux cable. I always brought the cable too. I'm like, do you have an aux input? The worst one, which I'm not going to get into it because we had an episode on this. But the worst, the worst one was what? That was cat. Oh yeah. The worst one was uh was the spring meltdown festival. (laughs) But that yeah, yeah, that's a whole episode. Yeah, that, that was episode two or three or something like that. But, you know, uh, I pass that place almost every single day now. Do you? Yeah, it gives me chills. In Indio? <laughs> Each Pico. Pico Rivera. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's still far, though. I know. You drive that far? 
Dude, I pass by uh, Waterman exit every day. Um, but like maybe at least three times a week. You I know. Visit I, me. What I are you kept doing? To tell you. What well, are my you truck won't make it up to that mountain. I see trucks drive up here all the time. What do you deliver? Anything worth uh, stopping by? Most of the time, it's like sixty thousand pounds. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so anyway, the the thing I wanted to talk about that I think is a big problem is people do not understand the difference between a booker and a promoter. We're getting out the big because big gun. everybody in Los Angeles today calls themselves a promoter. Pro- <laughs> Calling two or three bands for one night at a show just to play and doing nothing else is not promoting. <laughs> that is booking. <laughs> this, this is this has been a big, a big. Uh, <laughs> this has been a big oh, issue of mine for years. Oh, being in dude. a band, everybody talks about how they're a promoter that. All they do is, is they book one or two or three bands, sometimes even a pay-to-play. There was this one person I used to be on the, their mailing list because it was a... No, actually, I'm not going to say their name, but we played a... I'll, I'll say what happened. You'll know who I'm talking about. Do you remember the time we played at Bordner's and we were supposed to get paid and they said we didn't bring enough people and we brought like three times the amount of people that <laughs> was there that they wrote down? And, okay, you know what I'm talking about. So that person... Yeah. I used to be on a mailing list with them because they'd have all these shows from different venues and stuff. They call themselves a promoter, by the way. And but every show was a pay-to-play gig, first of all. And the mailing list was just like, okay, I got this slot available this date. You got to bring 15 people for this much money, whatever. And then you just email him and like, I want to play this date. He tells the venue and to him, his work is done. And that's it. <laughs> promoter what the hell are you promoting you're not doing you're booking promoting is is if you book doing yeah i will say a promoter and booker could be the same thing it could be yeah 90 percent of the time it's not if you like let's let's take the big bands the big bands for example the big triple a top title boys they have booking agents that book their tours they they book like stadiums, arenas, whatever they're playing, theaters, whatever. Then they have another team. Not this. Yeah, the booker. The booker is specifically reaching out to venues, getting times, taking care. No, no. Yeah, they don't. They and they don't call themselves promoters. They're specifically booking agents. That's what they call themselves. Booking agents. That's their job. You could even look up on Google booking agent. You could pay somebody and they'll book like a little tour for you. They'll contact venues. They'll get contracts. They'll try to get payment if they could, depending on on your how many people name. you can bring, your status, your followers, all that stuff. But like AAA bands, booking agent, they'll contact like Staples Center. They'll figure out how much it costs to rent the place out. They'll get all that figured out, figure out the payment for like tickets, get all the percentages, how much the band's going to pay that's their job that's what a booking agent does they do that then the promotion team i mean for triple a band would have a team obviously for whatever other people just be like one person but the promotion team they're the ones that push the shows they push the dates they advertise they do all that that's what promoting is i feel like i'm giving like a lesson to third graders 
when somebody says they're a promoter and they call freaking like whiskey a go-go or viper room or something stupid even the places that aren't pay to play but just one of the pay to play places they book like four bands and they're like and then they get mad at, at the band for like, you need to post about it. You need to make yeah. a flyer. You need to do this. You yeah. need to do that. And it's like, you're not a freaking promoter. I'm the one promoting the show. All you did is book yeah. it. And now you're getting mad at me because no one's showing up to your freaking show. Don't call oh, yeah. yourself a promoter if you're not promoting a damn thing. Promotion is ninety about 95% of the time, complete, 95% of the time, 100% put on the bands like the bands are being contacted by people like the bands aren't putting on their own shows they're joining shows that already exist but yet the bands like yes you should promote your band and all that but i think in a perfect world like I, what did i say i said this the other day i was like in a perfect world the band should just promote the band not I mean, yeah, post your shows or whatever, but see, even I feel weird saying this, but you, everyone knows deep down it's true. The band shouldn't have to worry so hard about promoting the show. Yeah. You know you know how it used to be? Back in, in like the 80s, you could, which I know bands still did go out and post flyers and they did promote themselves, yeah. which I think still should be done. I'm not saying it should all lie with yeah. somebody else. Like bands still should do that, band. but it shouldn't, it shouldn't lie just with the band to do it how it used to be back in the 80s if the band got booked a show somewhere like the stardust or mm -hmm. the whiskey obviously or the key club or any like the the popping places back then like you book the show and then there's people that either work at the venue or whoever booked the show or whatever it is that push it and either do like radio advertisements or tv commercials or post flyers around or however they do it there's people that's not just the band that say we got freaking uh van halen and acdc playing at the pasadena something or other tonight yeah like you got to come and they'll like do deals and they'll give like coupons from a restaurant nearby and do all and that's yeah. promoting that's like pushing it and then obviously like Van Halen could go down the street and post flyers and talk to people and be like, Hey, we're playing down here next weekend. Like come check us out. That's how it used to be. And that's how I think it should be. Now it's like, yeah. it's one person books the show. Then they get pissed off at the band. If they don't post enough about the show on Facebook, cause you know, that's the only place you could promote now. And yeah. like, Oh, you booked another show and you're not doing, and you haven't talked about it and you got to do this yeah. and do it. And it's just like, you haven't done a damn, you're calling yourself the promoter for the show. All you've done is, tell me I'm, or ask me if I could play. Yeah, I haven't seen anything from you at all. You're yeah. already working on the next three weekends at this venue. Yeah. See, the the venues, they don't, yeah, like they, they're just worried about the next show, the next show, and this and yeah. all that. And so they leave it up to the band to, to do it. But when the band has put in all the hours of rehearsal, right? But, well, let me start writing the songs, putting the hours in the rehearsal, getting buying all the gear buying the this and buying the that and and getting the transportation and doing this and by that time it's like yeah we're trying to promote this show too but i mean hey like you know we got a lot going on here yeah and and the band like you said earlier it's it's entertainment for the venue you're working out of or whatever you know some help would pretty nice yeah like like an example with without a 
calling anyone out because this was a different situation. But we we played for a little bit. We used to play this place called King Eddie's, and we didn't have any issues with this one because this was through Crystal and she was great. And she didn't claim to be pr a promoter. She was working there and she knew the owners and said, I could, yeah, she said, I, I could get some bands here. And um, so we, we played there a few times, but she never said I'm the promoter. She never said I'm going to be promoting this. And, but the point I'm getting at is for that place, it was like, we it was it was on us to to promote it, which was fine. But it was like we were the entertainment for the show, or for King Eddie's for a few weeks until that thing fell apart. Because I don't know if it shut down or whatever happened. It was in a skeezy place in town. It was True. that place was horrible. But, I mean, it was fun playing there. I but I but, watched but, somebody smoke crack outside. Yeah, I've seen I've seen. Yeah, I, I drove by there during the daytime. There's just like people in the street, like walking. There's some like taking a dump on the sidewalk. There's like tents every. It was like literally one street over from Skid Row. It was like, yeah. it, it was pretty bad. But anyway, that was. And like, I had to park my car one street over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't remember the point I was getting to with the uh, King Eddie's, but basically, like, the point is, it's, it's okay. If that's what you want to do, you just want to book bands and book bands and just think of the next night. But don't call yourself a promoter and then get pissed mm -hmm. off when the band isn't doing all the promoting for you. Like, you could call yourself a booking agent or just the booker for the venue or whatever and then book the band and just say, I don't care about what happens after that. That's, that's a different story. Another thing, if you're really going to be that mad about the turnout or if they're not promoting enough or something happens, just don't book the band anymore. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't be the guy that says <laughs> that claims to be the booker or the promoter that owns the bar and then says, it's really not that hard to promote your show to get more people to show up when you're the one that owns the place and you can't get people to show up yourself without us playing there. That's the thing that really pisses me off. It's, it's like, kind of it's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of not <laughs> when, when you're, <laughs> if you're, if you're the owner of a bar or venue and you're relying solely on the band to get the clientele in there. Like if, if the band plays and brings like five people, six people, and you're hoping for 10 and you're mad at them because there's only six people in your venue, that means you as the owner didn't do good promoting because you didn't bring anybody aside from the people we brought in there. You didn't bring anybody yourself into the bar. So it's not just our fault that the show sucked. Like, yeah, yeah it'd be nice if, if, I mean, obviously we want more people too, but it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like it's your venue you should have more people here as a venue you should be pushing the shows more it's not or next time something like that happens i'm gonna say like you know what we we took the wrong route we thought we would try the not wanting people here this time <laughs> yeah we thought it would be better if we didn't if we did a surprise show and people just show up <laughs> maybe we'll talk about it next but see i i feel like because i I don't know too much outside of, of California or Los Angeles. I feel like other states probably push more. Like even when we did the, uh, the, what the heck, the Texas thing, the metal, whatever. Like he at least posts about it. He talks to people about it. He tries to get people there. Videos. Yeah. He sends, he does videos. He does live things and 
posts about like promotions and deals and posters all over the city yeah and like to me and i don't even think he calls himself the promoter he's just the one putting the thing but to me that's promoting yeah and even especially for a band like us because we're from california and he knows like we don't really know people out there aside from your family that shows up but like when we show up there and if the crowd's not great he's not like getting pissed at us like you didn't promote Mm. it enough no one showed up to see you he's just like (laughs) hey that was a great show here let me pay you you guys were awesome let me see if i can get you more whatever like that's cool there were a lot there were quite a few leather duchess shirts and i know for sure i have never met those people oh yeah yeah this year we had a few uh, a few people from from all those vinyl reviews that that were showing up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was, I seen leather duchess shirts while like from the stage, and I was like, "That's not my family. That's kind of cool." Yeah, there there was a uh, there were some people there that that for the first time they just saw the vinyl reviews and they thought we were cool and they wanted to see us. Wow. So, that, so that was cool. But yeah, it's oh, it's so frustrating. I like. Maybe it's only an LA thing, so maybe I'm talking to a, a very, a very specific group. But I think anyone in LA knows what I'm talking about. Oh, and, I'm sure. And and like I said, I'm not saying it should all lie on them. I the band definitely should do their own, uh, their own promotion yeah, themselves. Their own but like even even that flyer you pulled up, Tyler made that flyer himself. No one made that flyer and put it out and like the yeah. these these so-called promoters aren't even making flyers anymore. Like they want us. There's a lot of times where they, they specifically ask us or ask Tyler, cause he's our, our flyer guy. And they asked Tyler if he could make a flyer for them to post on their <laughs> Facebook page as if like they're doing any work at yeah. all. Cause you know, their Facebook page is the only promotion that we get now, but yeah. they haven't put a freaking flyer together themselves. It's just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. But and it's, those things it's like do we want them to it's it's that's true too because the freaking flyers that people come out with these days are like, like i want them to do more work like i want the promoters to do more i want them to you know get creative with promotion and stuff like that but then sometimes you see when they attempt it and it's like oh, <laughs> i just i think they there could just be a little more a little more gratitude towards the bands i think yeah like bands just get treated horribly these days and it's all it's mostly la unless i, I think unless you're who unless you're a tribute band that yeah, that's a whole different story <laughs> we, we talked about that on a different episode oh yeah but uh yeah that, i think it's something that needs to change i think they're also i think these people need vocabulary lesson to uh, to learn the difference between booker and promote if someone called themselves a booker and did exactly what promoters are doing now i would not have an issue because i'd be like yes you book the show you're a booker yeah. you're booking for the venue i get it you could say you don't have a promoter and be like we don't have a promoter so you got to do all the promoting yourself and i'd be like that kind of sucks but all right yeah but when they're like i'm the promoter and they book the show and do nothing and get pissed at the band when the turnout's not great it's like you didn't do anything yourself i had to play on your forced house kit that we talked about <laughs> earlier that was falling apart everything sounded horrible the sound guy was that we had were forced to pay for didn't do anything he wasn't sitting at the board he got pissed off when i wanted in-ears and when i wanted a backing track 
and there was no mix. The freaking monitors, everything sucked. It was just, I'm just, I'm just trying to tie everything back together that we just talked about. So I'm just bringing it all up. But you I mean, sound like, you sound like your front, uh, up, you're like upstage, right in the front and center on the microphone at Spring Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be at our next show. Screw the booker. Screw the promoter. No, the booker's fine. They booked the show. The promoter sucks. The sound guy sucks. Uh, well, well, that was that was one thing. Uh, we got the, we got the uh, we got sent the contract for the the UBG show today or yesterday. Oh yeah. And it said something about about you're required to have a sound guy there. You got to pay. But I think I think Cindy takes care of all that. Well, I that looked like a third party company, didn't it? That had that list. I don't know. Cause Cause, well, because well, because every time we we play there, Cindy books it. So I don't know. Maybe I think that was. Um, it, it very much looks like a third party type thing, like package deal. Which, by the way, I do. I do want to mention uh, all this. This trash talk and I'm talking about is not directed to Cindy at all because she's great. I was gonna say and, that. and she she actually does do promoting. So I don't know if she even calls herself a promoter, yeah. booker, whatever, but she actually does promote it. So I'm happy with her. She's not the I, one I'm I talking never, about. I'm just I talking never about that because I was like, I, yeah, I knew. No, I'm, I'm talking about other people. Cindy's great, but uh, yeah, we got we got the uh, the contract today. I I didn't look at the whole thing, but I don't know. I mean, I think she takes care of that anyway because she does like the payments and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, well, if you look at the bottom, it was talking about lighting is for the first 90 minutes, this and that and that. And it's like, well, no one's going to play for 90 minutes. So it's probably like for the whole night or whatever. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it might be. I think she's taking care of that. I think she mostly sent it for like the backline stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I but um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, but that, that was the thing with the rainbow, though, is is because we played there a few times before a few years ago and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden, like the last few times we played there, does like, this have? Do you do you have a little bit of steam on this conversation? No, uh, let me get another topic first. Uh, I, was, I was just gonna say the, the last few times we played there, um, we had to pay the sound guy all of a sudden. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because that that was a new thing. <laughs> and I think it was the same sound guy too. So I don't know why I don't know what happened there. Yeah. That, that was a weird one. I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess. I mean, it was only like $30, but still. It was just yeah, like, it's just the idea of that. It's just kind of like. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess we could just end it. It's been almost two hours. Yeah. All right. Well, before we end, I do want to mention one thing. Uh. I, I wrote a new song. You did it. I did. Well, so here's the thing. Because, okay, so for those that don't know, on the first album, we have Machine Gun Charlie, which that song, mostly I wrote, I was I kind of just wrote by myself. And yeah. uh, the, the only help I had was Tyler helped a little bit with the lyrics. And, and uh, I think that was it, because I had the melodies and stuff. And so th that... Machine Gun Charlie basically is a, is a Jake Wolf song, even though it's owned by Leather Duchess. But so after that, we were just like, it would be kind of a cool thing if like I just wrote one song per album, like mm -hmm. you know whatever. And yeah. I mean, I, I'd still give it to the band. Like it's not like I own the song and I'm gonna take it or anything. But 
like if the band separates i guess anyone could use it i don't know whatever but um like shock me <laughs> yeah so uh so we were talking about this album like because uh, like i said we we booked our our studio time and we kind of have a lot of songs already that that we have in the can that were uh that potentially are going to be on this album and i haven't i haven't pulled out the song yet that i've i wrote by myself but so finally it, i've been working on it for a couple weeks and i finally started recording like the uh the scratch versions just to see how everything's gonna Ooh. sound i have the guitar parts down i have all the lyrics down i have really? the vocal melodies the bass and drums are in my head. I haven't laid them out yet because that, yeah. so, so I started, I started it when I came home from your house after last rehearsal, but then going back to the beginning of, of tonight's episode, um, I got sick and I kind of, and then also working on Colton songs, I kind of took a break on it, but I, I kind of know what I want to put there. So I think, I think I could do it when I have a few minutes to work on some of my own stuff, but I don't know if it's going to be a Duchess song just because uh i don't know it's it's a little different it's very very inspired by a you know, okay so you know how machine gun charlie was kind of kind of i don't want to say ripped off but kind of like uh it's it's basically like a version of sport and a woody like i kind of got the chord progressions and the idea like we kind of transferred that to our version basically so this song is kind of like that, but with a uh, rattlesnake shake. Oh, wow. So it's kind of the idea. It has the same type of like vibe and the, the riff is kind of like similar, like the feel and all that stuff. The changes are a little different, but so that's kind of what I was going for. I, I don't know if it would fit with Duchess though, at least the lyrics, but so I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to finish the song. But I also have another, a few other song ideas as well. So I'll probably record like two or three of them. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll just pitch all three of them. And, but with this one, cause this one I think is almost done. So I'll pitch the song and then either we like it. And then if the lyrics need to be changed, maybe we'll just do different lyrics or something, even though I kind of like the lyrics. So I don't know, but, and then we could use it. If not, maybe what I'll do is if we decide it's not going to be a Duchess song, since we like to make all our announcements and special things here on Cold Ones, maybe I'll air it here on Cold Ones first oh. for the people to hear. Wow. And then, uh, so either if it becomes a Duchess song, no one's going to hear it on here and we'll maybe just yeah. put it on the next album or whatever. If not, I'll air it on here and then I'll probably just upload it to like a YouTube. I might just make like a personal YouTube channel where I upload all my songs that Duchess denies. So basically all the yeah. the B songs. Well, remember, uh, we were playing around with the idea of, um, you know, the solo album under the leather. Yeah, I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking about that too. Yeah. And yes, anybody listening, that is a ripoff of Kiss from 1977. That it, 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 or 78. It, and, it is. And once again, with the announcements coming on here, for you heard it here first. Uh, we're uh, probably after this album, maybe after the third album, we're gonna we're gonna all have our own solo albums. That's the plan. But under Leather Duchess, so it's gonna be. Yeah. We're, not, we're not going solo. We're doing like the like the Ace Freely, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Peter Chris, but under Kiss. Like we're gonna do the Mark Edgar, Tyler Heath, Jake Wolf under Leather Duchess. 
Yeah. And I guess and, we're all going to sing on our own albums, maybe? I don't know. I, I'm very, I think that has to has to be a thing. Well, and yes, it's a ripoff of Kiss, but we're going in at full force knowing that it's going to flop just as hard. <laughs> Are we also going to rip off the art where we have like the purple, red, and green and like the... No. I thought that, uh, you know how we always play around with the idea of a comic book someday? I thought we'd do exaggerated paintings of our characters. Oh, like caricature? So we're doing like like Motley 1998 Greatest Hits? No, no, no. <laughs> I meant like, you know, you, you know uh, I, don't, I, I don't know what superpower Tyler would have. I don't know. I just picture Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's the thing with, with my song, though. If I did make it on uh, a solo song, is um it it's like i said it's all together i i recorded scratch vocals but i don't think i could actually sing them i did them like you know falsetto like like so you know it, you know if you're singing like a high kiss song like tears are falling or something and you sing it like high like ah, but you don't actually sing it like ah, like in your chest voice so that's how i recorded the scratch vocals i'm gonna make an attempt at actually doing it when i'm ready like when everything yeah. else is together, but I don't, I don't think I'll be able to do it because it's, it's in, it's in a flat, okay, which is pretty high for me. I was thinking, cause I was even thinking of going down another step, but I still think it, cause I was listening to like, like rattlesnake shake. The actual song is in E when I was listening to, um, uh, what song was it? Freaking. All in the name of is an A. No, yeah. not that one. Just kidding. One one of their songs, and because yeah. you know they're a whole step down, and um, well, yeah, the the dun, 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 yeah, it's an A. The verse is in D, but or it goes up to D, but you yeah. you know the main riff is an A. So I was kind of using that as a reference, just to see like where my vocal range would be, and it was it was sounding rough. So I was like, I, I don't know if I'll be able to sing it. So. If it doesn't become a Duchess song, I don't know what I'm going to do with it or if I just need to like hire a vocalist or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I could get Colton to do it. He seems to have a pretty good range. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, I'm playing drums for Jet Black Romance. Maybe it'll be a Jet Black Romance hey, song. I'm going to start writing for them now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But um, no, hopefully I'll be able to finish it soon. Uh, I think I'm getting over my sickness. So uh, I'm going to try to depending on how tight I could get these jet black romance songs. I might have to wait till after next week's show, but uh, maybe mm -hmm. in the next, next couple of weeks, hopefully I'll finish it. Yeah. I'll send it to you with my crappy scratch vocals and the, see what we think. Cool. That'd be awesome. Cause also that's another thing is, is the vocals are not, they're high, but they're not, they're not Tyler screechy vocals. They're like, mm -hmm melody steven like tyler uh, i mean it doesn't have to be clean it's kind of i've kind of thinking like steven tyler t type mm -hmm. but so i i mean it might even be tough for tyler i don't know without without mm -hmm. getting into the uh, but mm -hmm. uh i don't know I, i'll just have to send it to you see see if you even like it first of all yeah, yeah. maybe you won't like it and uh <laughs> i mean that's fine and then just go from there but that's uh awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I guess that'll do it for tonight. I know you're holding it. I'm holding it too. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> hey, I did good. Not even once. Did. I know. I'm I'm surprised. I'm very surprised. We also got through the episode with 
without preparing for our special guest not showing up. So that was cool. Um, I feel like it was a little bit lower energy, but that's okay. I mean, I'm also a little under the weather, so that's fine too. We had some man talk about cars. (laughs) We We also talked about uh, promoters and bookers pissing me off. So, you know, I'm always mad about something. I feel like this was a good therapy session. It was. I think cold ones always is. I feel like every episode, I I always have at least one rant somewhere. (laughs) I get mad about something somewhere. But... um, Unless you have any goodbyes, any other last last minute things to say. None at all. I guess we can get out of here. Now remember when I hit end stream doesn't mean you have to leave right away. That just I remember this. Cuz last oh, I don't know what happened at the not not last week cuz last week I was at your place, which I by the way still haven't uploaded yet cuz like I said I've been sick and I've done nothing with the website. But I'll I'll upload that soon. But the one 2 weeks ago, we ended it and you ended the call immediately, and I think fell asleep, like right yeah. when I hit end, because you ended you ended it, and I texted you like right after, and I was like, I "Because was like, where'd I you keep, go?" And you did. I have come. a charger. I have a one of those stand up chargers right here, and uh, I leave it on the computer, and I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna lay down for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I clicked end. You left immediately. And I texted you. I was like, hey, where'd you go? I thought we were going to hang out. And then you never replied. I think I called you like five minutes later. You didn't answer. And then I was like, I don't know. And the next day you're like, hey, I fell asleep. And I was like, it was like it was like 30 seconds. It's impressive. It's, it's impressive. But I know you had a long week, so that's okay. But anyway, uh, I guess on that note, thank you everyone for watching. I hope you enjoyed tonight without our special guest unfortunately maybe next week storm church rolls will be here hopefully and and uh, maybe 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 the episode title could be yes that's his real name yes that's his real name (laughs) maybe we'll look over some old duchess footage i don't know we'll see it wouldn't have worked out that well because i forgot to look through my old phone and Uh, i want to pictures see if you can actually pull them up rather than me showing on the, cause I've yeah. got a lot of really good ones. Yeah. If you can send me stuff, I was going to pull up, I have a couple of pictures and, uh, and I was going to pull up some videos, but yeah, if you have some, some cool stuff, send me them and I'll, I've got I'll some really good stuff. Maybe he can, for next week. Yeah. Maybe he can walk us through some of uh, the things <laughs> in the future. All right. Well, so look forward to that next week. Hopefully he's awake yeah. and uh, yeah. thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you. Uh, have a good night. That's Bye-bye. it.